0: Hello, and welcome to the STEM Untapped podcast series. We're delighted you could join us. Research from Microsoft reveals that having a role model was one of the most effective ways to prevent girls falling out of love with STEM subjects. As all partners at Untapped are female scientists, and many of our clients and associates are female and non-binary scientists, we felt that we had a unique opportunity to match students with a variety of role models of their choice. This way, students can ask the questions that are most important to them, allowing them to gain access into a diverse array of different STEM careers. In this podcast, the students are going to introduce you to Dr Louise Martin, who's a GP. Louise treats patients every day at a GP surgery in London.
1: I'm hoping to study medicine in the future, so this felt like a good opportunity to chat to you.
2: I'm also hoping to study medicine, so this feels like a good chance to learn some things.
3: I am a GP. I went to university after school and graduated when I was 23. So I've now been working for the last 12 years and I did the foundation training years and then I moved to Australia for three years and then I came back and did GP training and I've been working um, as a GP for the last four years now. What made
1: you want to be a doctor and what made you realise this was the career you wanted to do?
3: I always wanted to be a vet when I was younger, but then I thought I'd be really upset if I saw dogs or rabbits somewhere. So I decided I didn't want to be a vet. Then I thought I might want to be a physio and I wanted to run out onto sports pitches and be that physio. I worked as a physiotherapy assistant while I was in sick form. So I worked on the weekends in the local hospital. And then I realised that most physios don't do that. Most physios work in a hospital and it's very few physios that run onto football pitches. I then also realised that I enjoyed doing that, but I wanted to be the person making the decisions about what was happening. Um and getting the kind of the information from patients and making the diagnosis and then making the plan. So then that's what made me realise that actually I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to be the person that, that made the decisions about what treatment people had and told the kind of the or advised the the rest of the team as to how to help the patient with their recovery and things like that. I always knew I wanted to do something with people and something with um I'd already obviously picked my A-level subjects and I was doing sciences and maths but I think I didn't really know that I wanted to do medicine until I was probably about 17. Do you regret your decision
2: and do you think it was worth it?
3: I definitely don't regret my decision. I think you'll probably hear loads of different you know, you'll speak to people some days and they'll absolutely regret their decision. But overall I think very few people do. And there's a lot of stuff in the media about medicine and doctors and things like that. But the media report what the media report, like it's very different doing it. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth it. It's really it's it's a long training course, but as soon as you I mean university was very enjoyable. You meet friends for life and it's you know, we had tough compared to what other people were doing we had lectures all day every day some people only had lectures once or twice a week but you got to know your friends really well um and you're all it's all very supportive and then you go into hospital we went into hospital in third year but we're doing little bits in first and second year and you you learn very quickly you learn a lot but you learn it very quickly and um it's interesting things very practical it's diverse so I think it was definitely worth it. It, is, it feels like a long stretch ahead, but it does go really, really quickly.
1: Were you able to have a social life, trying to balance GP training and medical school? Were you able to have fun?
3: Absolutely, definitely. In first year, I mean, I paid for it in lack of sleep, but I, I think we went out every single night <laughs> and then went to lectures in the morning. Medics are notoriously social and there was... We had sports teams and they had nights out every week. We had balls and loads of, always the pub crawls arranged, lots of social events arranged. So, because everybody knows it's a hard course and it's time consuming and you're, you know, you have to, you do have to study hard, but there's also a lot of time for kind of downtime and socializing. Same with GP training. We had weekends away and lots of social events that were built into part of our training. So, I think everybody's very aware that that's important.
2: Would you say GP training was less expensive than medical school?
3: GP training, you do as a postgraduate, so you have to be a doctor to it, so you're working. Medical school, you have, you're kind of studying and, and then you have your exams and you get given time to revise and things like that. Whereas during GP training, you're working full time, but you're also having to revise for exams. I mean, that's more intense in a way, but you're also getting paid. So it's, it's different.
1: Is your salary worth all the years spent at medical school? That's,
3: that's a very controversial question. <laughs> I mean, I would say that every doctor would probably say no because of the responsibility that we, we have. Um, I mean, it's hard. Like, you do get paid well, but I think when I see friends that work in banks and other jobs that are getting paid extortionate amounts of money and think about the responsibility that we have of actually people's lives, I don't think we get, and the amount of work that we do, I don't think, but then I also think a lot of people don't get paid enough, so but yes, it is a well it is a well paid job
2: as a medical professional, what opportunities are there to make more money, and does the NHS pay better than private organizations
3: So private organizations hands down pay loads better than NHS organizations, but there's other perks of working in the NHS working privately is a good way to earn more money with the NHS, there are lots of guidelines which you should sort of prescribe by or you're advised to so they're kind of national guidelines whereas privately there's less well there should be the same regulation but people because they're paying they want extra things so there's lots of it's a little bit more controversial private medicine there's loads of things that you can do i've got friends that do loads of different things some people work for their prison doctor some people work for sports teams as the doctor i do Botox as a hobby in my spare time. I have a friend who is a doctor for the Royal Ballet. So there's loads and loads of different opportunities. And also what is great is that you can travel with it. So I went and worked in Australia for three years. I didn't need to do any extra qualifications or anything like that. I mean, that was incredibly well paid. That was double what we get paid here. But it was miles away. And you can also pick up extra shifts and locum shifts. And so some people work as a locum, so they don't have a permanent job, they only pick up higher paid shifts, so.
2: In terms of medical applications, what do you think made you stand out, or what
3: do you think aided your acceptance into medical school? So the things that they talked to me about in interviews, which I think are the things that made me stand out, I did some, so as I said, I worked in a hospital, so I worked as a physiotherapy assistant on my weekends, as my weekend job. I did some volunteering work. I did some volunteering work with St. John's Ambulance. And I also volunteered looking after an autistic boy a couple of times a week. They just wanted to really see that I was interested in medicine, how I knew I was interested in medicine. like You know, it wasn't something that i just read about and thought, I'll do that. I'd actually done some things that had confirmed that interest. Um, They also were really interested in how I dealt with stress and what I did in my spare time um knowing that you know it can be very stressful and making sure you have something that you do as an outlet for that stress so just like you know things like playing sport or enjoying I don't know running or reading or something like they just were interested in knowing that you again it's not all about medicine that you have other interests as well they also asked me what a relevant what had recently been in the news or what had interested me in the news that was about medicine and And everybody talked about that with being a question coming up. So I'd read the paper the day before and I think talked about that. But I think what they really want to do is to know that you are interested in medicine. It's not somebody else telling you you should do medicine. It's something that you want to do. And they just want to see that you're interested in it. You
1: said you did volunteering for St. John's Ambulance. How did you get that opportunity? And what were you asked to do as a volunteer? So in terms of getting into it,
3: I think I probably just contacted them and said, you know, I'm interested in doing medicine. Can I do some volunteer work? I think I had to do a first aid course. And then in terms of the things I actually did, I went to the London Marathon one day and stood and held a pot of Vaseline for people to use if they wanted to. So, I mean, I know I didn't do anything too dramatic, but it was it a useful experience and really useful to do the first aid course. And I think as well, I did a first aid course because I was doing some babysitting and a kid that I babysat for had a nut allergy or so but and they're quite easy to arrange and then I think beyond that you can then volunteer with but they're always looking for volunteers so I definitely get in contact with them and see and they'll tell you if they need anything in particular.
2: Do you think that being a woman has made it harder for you to become being a doctor and have you faced any bias in the workplace? I think if I was doing
3: medicine 10 years before I did yes but I mean there were more girls in my year than there were boys, and there were more. I've come across more female doctors than male. When I was first starting out, there was quite the older consultants who were probably in their 60s or 70s. They were quite, oh gosh, look at all these female doctors coming through, you know, times are changing, things like that. But now I'd say that females are the majority of the workforce, and I don't think it's been any harder for me being a girl at work but I definitely think that has changed recently for the positive
2: Has there ever been a situation where your patient's situation makes you feel overwhelmed or sad and do your emotions ever affect your judgment?
3: I mean I did have something strange not too long ago a patient of ours at the surgery had sadly died he was very unwell and he was at home for his last couple of days and I had to go round to confirm that he had died and he was at home with his son didn't have enough money for their electricity bills so that there was no lights on or anything um and this was dark sort of after half six in the evening and in the winter so it was dark so the house was completely pitch black and cold so the only light was from this son's cigarette and then I had to use my phone torch which was all a bit of a, a surreal situation um but yeah that was that was quite strange. I mean, I could tell you loads and loads of stories. But
2: <laughs> Do you think you'd still want to be a medical student again if you're in a position with the current fees? I mean, I think it's
3: really unfair, really hard. My sister did medicine when the fees were £9,000 a year. And, um, and she has a huge student loan. But I mean, what happens when you pay your student loan back is you pay it comes automatically out of your salary. So you pay a, a small amount every month and you don't, you don't really notice it because it, you never get it. It's something that just gets taken out before you get paid. So you don't really notice that it's coming out. If you look at the number, it is. I mean, that just is totally extortionate. But actually, as I said, it is a well-paid job and it is something that you will end up paying off and probably never really noticing you're paying off they'll never ask you to pay a lump sum or anything like that. Like it's a small amount each month. So yes, I would still do it.
1: When you were at medical school, did your parents help with the fees or did you have to get the loans?
3: I got a tuition loan and a maintenance loan. So I got all the loans that I could. I also worked. So I would work in the holidays and save up money for the term times so i worked as a healthcare assistant in my university holidays so i was working in the hospital learning things that were helpful i worked on a bank which is basically like a bank of staff which they call on to say who can work this day and you again you pick and choose when you work so i would come home for the holidays and work a couple of days and earn some money for the next term my parents helped out occasionally when i had run out of money having gone out too much but they were very clear that they weren't going to do that all the time so I had to budget better.
1: How did Covid affect your work schedule?
3: Covid significantly affected our work schedule because every patient we saw was in the surgery and then suddenly we had to not see anybody um, and just everything was over the phone which felt very different and very unsafe because it was never something that we'd never done before but I think in a way The NHS is a huge organisation and a lot of things take a lot of time to change, but suddenly everything has to change overnight. And I think a lot of things have changed for a positive because particularly with GP appointments, not everything needed to be seen face to face. People were having to take half days off work to come to the GP surgery to ask for a sick note. So now people can be a lot more flexible with appointments and things can be dealt with over the phone if they need to be or can be started off over the phone and then brought in. So I think everything's working a lot more efficiently. But yes, it was a significant change and dramatically increased our workload, which, I mean, hasn't gone away. So still dramatically increased our workload.
1: Do you have fixed hours or do you get called in at any time?
3: So I work four days a week, so I don't work Mondays. And then I work generally about kind of eight till six-ish on Tuesday to friday i have an afternoon each week where i have admin time so i can do what i like with that time i just have to make sure my admin is done so if i do that at home one evening or if i do that stay later one day and do it um i can leave the surgery at lunchtime so and i work a lot for a gp um quite a lot of my friends work three days a week and then they might pick up an extra session one evening or on a weekend um so yeah there's a huge amount of flexibility to be able to have spare time to do to have other interests and in the same way that some people will work 10 sessions but that's you know that ends up probably being about 50 hours a week and i mean i would not many people do that because i think what gp gives you is that and and actually a lot of consultant jobs do the same gives you the flexibility to have time away to have other interests and not burn out
2: In terms of us and our applications, what do you think we should be doing or consuming to get more insight into what it's like to be a doctor?
3: I mean, there's quite a lot of podcasts that you could start to listen to. I would read things like This Is Gonna Hurt and watch that TV show and just things like, I mean, it's not obviously total reality, but it gives you an idea of things. I mean, I don't think I particularly read or watched anything special, but just kind of having an idea about what goes on in a hospital. Is good. The difficulty is is a lot of the TV shows aren't really real life for sure. A lot there are some books. So when breath becomes air is a very good book. I'm trying to think, there's some other books that have been written recently by doctors that tell kind of more life like situations. You could also have a look at the the British Medical Journal. There might be some kind of taster articles things like that but I wouldn't I would just you know develop an interest and do things around that that interest you.
2: Is seeing wounds and blood something you have to get used to or do you have to already have a tolerance? It's
3: definitely something you get used to it's also not, not something that you have to deal with everyday medicine there are so many different branches of medicine that you can go into I mean some you'll never see a patient so um you don't have to be comfortable dealing with open wounds and things like that Um, and I think it's a rite of passage for every medical student to faint at some point so and there's also loads of stuff that even now I don't want to deal with.
2: Is there any other career you thought of pursuing apart from becoming a doctor?
3: I mean I thought of doing something with maths because I really like maths but I realised what I wanted to do was to work with people and um, I know it sounds super cliche but I wanted to make a difference to people's lives and you really really do and it's such a rewarding job and you know like it's so nice when people they really appreciate what you do and you really help people's families and people at their most vulnerable times and it's a real privilege. Have you made any friends that were your patients? No there's a lot of boundaries about being friends with patients but i mean i have patients who will always write me christmas cards and buy me christmas presents and things like that which is very nice <laughs> but and i mean there's no one i'd see socially or speak to outside of a work context
2: do people ever ask you to look at their injuries when they find out
3: you're a doctor do they say can you check this out for me or anything like that i mean i have people particularly now people having children like they're always asking me about things but you know they're very good and i'll say things like yes this is something you should go to your gp about or No, this is not something you need. So, you know, people will still go down the right routes, but essentially I'll say first whether... And in the same way, you can just say, I'm really sorry. Like, I've had a really busy day at work, but it's often quite nice things. And also, like, it's, you know, again, you just feel like you're making a difference to people and helping people, and that's nice. But yeah, everyone will always ask you to look at a rash or a mole or something like that.
2: Would you recommend medicine to someone who, say, doesn't like studying science or wants to be a doctor? Like, I want to be a doctor, but I don't like the process to get there.
3: Yeah, because actually, I mean, so I did what biology, chemistry and maths for A-levels. Now, I don't think I... I can't even remember what I learned for A-levels. I don't think any of the stuff that I learned then was helpful. You basically learn everything when you get there. And yes, there is some science stuff, but you kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think medicine is very different to the science you learn at school so yeah i think even if you if you're not enjoying what you're doing at the moment i think it's it's very different and it's it's a lot it's so relevant to kind of real life and your own body and things like that like it everything just it's much more kind of relevant than learning about atoms and things like that
0: thank you for joining another stem untapped podcast if you enjoyed this episode, then subscribe for free on your podcast app. You can follow us on Instagram at STEM If you know of a school or group of students who would like to interview female role models, do get in touch. Likewise, if you know of anyone who would be a great female or non-binary STEM role model, please let us know. Our details are all documented in the show notes.